We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. This is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. Welcome inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind. It's OU Texas Week. Joined by Gabe Eichert and the Sooner Inside Receivers Coach, Co-Offensive Coordinator, Kale Gundy. What a week, Coach. Um, we, we can always debate if the intensity ratchets up a little bit, but it's always fun when you know what we have ahead of us on it, Saturday. It, it is. There's no doubt. Uh, it's nice seeing you guys again. Um, but I do have to admit, coming off the practice field and listening to that Texas fight song is already getting kind of old. <laughs> Sure, you got the crowd noise cranked up. Now, before we look ahead to the battle in the Cotton Bowl, uh, let's look back 
at the Kansas State game. Some different things offensively, and you, it's things you guys have run over the years, Kale, but a, a lot of zone running schemes. I mean, more than we've seen in a long time from Lincoln in a game and had a lot of success doing it. What, what kind of went into that mentality going into that Kansas State game and, and using a little more zone running schemes? Well, obviously, you know, Gabe, being, a, being an offensive lineman, I mean, you're always going to want to attack the, the, the defense the best way you can and put yourself in the best position. And, and whether you're, you know, whether we're mainly a, a zone running team or a, or a, a counter running team or polling, kicking out people, um, again, you do it every day in practice so we can, amaze that, we can make those adjustments. And, and again, it's, just, it's more or less just a team we're playing against and uh, thought that it would fit better and uh, against those guys, and obviously it did, did this past weekend. So, in other words, this offense is capable I mean, of doing I just look either, at right? that. Right. Look, I mean, at, look at how beautiful that is. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's something that's used based on what, Kale, what you might see in the film and preparing for, say, a Kansas State or a Texas, which way is – is more zone or more the GT counter? Well, correct. Yeah, there, that's okay. that's you, you. You've hit it on the head there. And um, obviously, they're a three three down team. And and uh, so again, diff- different things, different different gotcha. plays, uh, different formations. Um, it just kind of depends on who you're going against. Um, offensively, we can do many things. We can do about anything except run the option, the the, <laughs> the true wishbone option. I would say. Kale, one of the things uh, that I thought was one of the big benefits of the run scheme style you guys were using was how you built the play action and the boot game off of it. It seemed like Spencer is awfully comfortable in those scenarios. He was. Um, you know, obviously, again, kind of going back to when you have, um, you know, the def- defensive front rushing three guys and you've got five guys that are um, – back there pass protecting. A lot of times you're going to have a little bit more time um, and be able to sit back there and go through your progression as well. You know, it's interesting because there's an art, right, to being able to throw on the run. You you were great at it yourself, Kale. What has made Spencer so smooth? What do you see in his mechanics that has allowed him to be so accurate throwing on the run like he is? Well, I would say that, you know, the, the difference between, you know, when I played uh, just a few years ago um, – <laughs> compared to what Spencer does now. Uh, you know, I think a lot of this has to do with, you know, the, the training that these young guys go through in high school, uh, having, having um, you know, quarterback trainers that work with them and put them through different types of drills. And, um, you know, if you watched a lot of you know, Spencer's, um, you know, stuff on Twitter or Instagram or his highlights with his quarterback coach, it shows him constantly moving around and throwing the ball, uh, throwing the ball with different arm angles. Um, and, uh, you know, whether it's going to the right or going to the left. You know, back then, we just didn't do that much. Right. Uh, you know, we were just more – it's more quick game or play action or drop back. So, um, obviously, he's, he's, he's good and he's comfortable with moving around in the pocket uh, in certain situations and throwing on the run. Kale, uh, as the inside wide receivers coach, you're, of course, focused on your guys, but also as the co-offensive coordinator, you're, you're taking kind of a big-picture view of the offense, uh, the offensive line ha- had had some struggles early in the season. Seemed like they did some better things against Kansas State, and, and they're starting to find a little more continuity along that line. H- how did you think those guys up front played? Uh, we thought they played well. Uh, obviously, you know, there's always room for improvement. Um, and again, Gabe, you know this, you know, 
Uh, it's never just one person. It's never just one area. There's so much more than what people see from watching it on TV or a game. You know, sometimes it could look like it's the quarterback's fault when and then, you know, it could have been with the receivers ran a wrong route, you know, or, or, you know, there could have been a, 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 time where a quarterback, you know, had a misread or something or, you know, an offensive lineman misprotection and it makes it look like it's bad on the quarterback or something. So, I, you know, I think more importantly, um, you know, we've just been, been harping on just doing your job. Again, we always put our players in position to, to, the, to, to be in the most successful as possible. Don't, don't ask them to do too much. Uh, just do your job and let the next guy next to you do his. Do your job. Love it. With that in mind, your inside receivers did some work on Saturday. Uh, let's go through them. Let's start with Marvin Mims. Good to see him uh, active and involved as he was on Saturday. Made some big plays. He did. He did. Uh, you know, we're always trying to find find ways to get him the ball. He, you know, Marvin's the one guy that really, uh, in our system, plays multiple positions. Um, even though, you know, our outside receivers play inside, our inside line up outside, right side, left side. He's the one guy that really plays the, the true inside position in my meeting room, but will also play the outside uh, position as well. Um, you know, my guys that, that most of the time that are always inside that go outside, I'm still coaching them outside. Marvin has to learn multiple routes depending on personnel settings and things like that because he's crafty enough to run around and to get open and, and to find space and, and also to run past people Kelly, you guys are you know doing doing some more rpo things box count wise but I, you just see this play right here how, how important is it just to get marvin some more touches right and uh, we we all know him for the big explosive plays down the field whether it's post routes the deep over routes that you guys run with him but some of these easier throws and catching, just getting the ball in his hands, how important is that for y'all's offense? Well, it, again, it's getting it out of the quarterback's hands and getting it in playmaker's hands. And, and, you know, hopefully those guys in, in space have the, the – the ability to make guys miss or to run through a tackle, you know, showing that route you just saw, you just saw Marvin caught and, and got down to the one yard line. Um, you know, Marvin got coached when he came back to the sidelines. He needs to have the ball in the outside arm. If he has the ball in his outside arm, he's going to be able to stiff arm that guy and he's going to score a touchdown there. Those are the little things that we coach, little things that we harp on every single day in meetings and on the practice fields. But again, you know, the ability to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, where he's not always predictable in our offense of dropping back, waiting, waiting, waiting to throw the ball deep down the field. It just keeps the defense on, uh, on their heels. Uh, it's time for Iger's Intel, brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. And Gabe, you found a play that caught your eye. Yeah. Got to convert on third down. Third and 14, you find number 12. Just a nice catch and run. I'm sure you'd like him to secure it all the way and not have it roll around on the ground at all, Kale. But... Drake doing some good things for you, man, whether it's blocking, you know, have, but it seems like he keeps showing up in these third down situations when you guys need big plays. I mean, if, if there's, you know, one guy that I need to go to the cubby hole with, I'm in war with, I'm going to take that guy right there because I know I can count on him. I can trust him. I know he's going to be there. And I know if the ball's anywhere around his body, he is going to catch the ball. And I know he's going to run a great route. Um, he just he's just one of, one of those players, you know. And again, what a, you know that's 
what a, a great play. It's a great play by Spencer, you know, because the, obviously the defense is in zero coverage, which means there's no free safety. So everybody else blitz. There's six guys that are blitzing. We had five guys out in routes, six guys that are pressuring the quarterback. You got five linemen, one guy's free. Quarterback's got to give some ground and still puts it in an area where Drake's able to catch it. Outside receiver does a good job of releasing inside of the safety there to set that pick. You know, again, there's just a lot of things that happen that people didn't see. We call we call that a rub, Kale. Yep, it's not a do. pick. Pick pick <laughs> makes it seem illegal. Rub is legal. <laughs> just a little, little rub. rub. Just a little rub. Great play. Good stuff. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about Texas and ah, let's go more in depth on Drake Stoops and what he's meant to this team as we're inside the coach's corner with Kale Gundy. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser Busch, and our community partners. Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OGD, and Coca Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. As the legend goes, Kale Gundy in 93 entered this game with a hip injury. Oh, it doesn't oh. matter. Helmet off. Celebration on the option. Let's go. 38-17 Oklahoma. You were hurt that week, right? Do what? You were hurt that week, weren't you? I was bad. I didn't practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wow. Did not practice Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Um my uh, father found some, um, I don't know how to put this, maybe some, uh, my dad grew up on a farm, so knows a lot of people in the farming business. Uh, we found some uh, horse liniment, and uh, he came to the hotel Friday night. Uh, we put that, rubbed that on my hip. Uh, the only problem was the next, for like 24 hours, you, your breath smelled straight like garlic. So, But it gave me a chance to play the game. No wonder he looked so quick He's on moving. the touchdown run. He couldn't feel a thing. Hey, and, and wildly enough, that was Coach Gibbs' first win over Texas. He was 0-4 against yeah. Texas going into that day. 38-17. Uh, what a performance. It leads us into just talking about what – I mean, Co Coach, you're the longest-tenured coach on the staff. You had success in the OU Texas series as a player. Um, and this is a staff with a lot of guys that are OU alums or played for Oklahoma. means a little extra to those guys and yourself, doesn't it? It does. It, it's, it, it does. You know, we've got now five, five of our coaches, assistants on our staff that, um, that, that played here. Then obviously we got some, um, you know, some younger coaches, whether they're gradual assistants or quality controls, uh, who obviously played here as well. And, and you guys know this, been around it, and Gabe knows it. It's a, it's a different game. It's a different feel. It's hard to explain if you've never been in it. Um, you know, you, you pull into that, that uh, the fairgrounds, um, you know, the people are banging on your bus. You get off that bus, you know, there's 20, 30,000 people, Texas fans, OU fans. It's different. Um, you know, you walk down the, you walk down the tunnel in pregame and before the game, 
um, you know, side by side, you're passing guys. Uh, it's just different. Um, you guys probably don't remember this, but when I played before the game, you used to walk down side by side down the tunnel. Uh, basically, you could reach out, touch the other guy's shoulder. Uh, it, it was amazing, and there was never any, but in, never any fights or arguments. Nowadays, there'd be all kind of all kind of stuff going on. Uh, but you know. We, we talk to our players about, you know, being careful of, of wasting a lot of energy before the ball is kicked off because you can get caught up in it and you can waste a lot of energy out there in pregame or in warm-ups uh, before that ball is kicked off because after the game, when you come back up the ramp, I can remember this, I, I was – I was physically and mentally drained every single game. I mean, I was beat up, but I was just mentally drained. You just put so much into it, uh, and there's so much into it from the outside, you know, so it's a different game. Kel, you look at them defensively. Uh, Pete Kwiatkowski comes from Washington, brings a new system there under Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, what have you seen so far from Texas's defense as you guys continue to prepare for this game Saturday? Well, uh, Pete's, Pete's been a good coach. He was a good coach out at Washington. Um, you know, I think that what they're doing is, is you know, they're not putting themselves in a lot of, lot of bad situations. They obviously have got some good football players and got some good talent. Um, you know, they're, they're not going to take a lot of chances. Uh, they, they like the, their talent that they have, the ability to run around and try to keep the ball in front of them. Uh, but they will blitz you a little bit. They will place a man like everybody else. But they're just not a they're not a heavy pressure team. They're not a heavy come after you team, and and put themselves in a lot of a lot of positions. Now, obviously, you know TCU ran a reverse here into a corner crash, and they should have never even ran that. They should have got out of that. But, um, anyways, good football team. It'll it'll be a challenge. Um, and again, I think most importantly, as always in this game, is who controls the line of scrimmage. You know, who's able to run the ball, who's able to stop the run, who's able to get to the quarterback, who's able not to get to the quarterback. That's the biggest difference in this football game, in my opinion, besides the turnovers every single year. You know, it's, it's fascinating because there's always questions about are there things you're seeing similar to what they did before to what they're doing now. Uh, I know that's kind of hard to really quantify, Coach, but is it a completely different scheme? Is it a completely different mindset from what they had before? Or are there elements that we saw in 2020 and 2019? Well, you know, first of all, there, there's, there's not a lot of defenses. There's not a lot of fronts. There's not a lot of coverages. There's not a lot of blitzes. Everybody pretty much does the same thing. It's just some people do more than the other people do at certain things. So um, it's, it's not that they're, they're not going to come out there and put a defense up there that we've never seen. That just There's just not that – uh, there's there's not enough people and there's not enough space and all that stuff. So um, we pretty much know what they're going to do. They pretty much know what we're going to do. Uh, there'll be a slight couple adjustments here and there on our side and on their side. And after that, you got to block people. You got to you know break tackles. You got to take care of the football. You got to you know catch one on one balls and and uh, things like that. You think you'll get more than nine possessions in this one? <laughs> I do. I mean, it's just the, the way that you guys have had to play offensively uh, the last several weeks, yeah. it's just it, it's different, right? Having that yeah. few possessions in a football game, uh, I'm hoping you get more in this yeah. one, Kale. There's no doubt. I, I, believe we, I believe we will because of the way that they play offensively. Um, you know, again, at the end of the day, we got to have long drives, and, and, and our defense has got to go. We got to get some three and outs, you know, and, and that's how you get more possessions is you get some three and outs, and 
you know, we can get back out there on the field. But, uh, again, you, that's why it's so important to take advantage of every opportunity that you had, uh, just like last week in the K-State game. Um, again, I don't think uh, we uh, – Kansas State punted once. Uh, we did not punt one time. So, back and forth game. Yeah, I see Turk. He, he's literally walking around like he's lost on the sidelines. I feel bad he for him. He warms up a lot. He warms up. There is not a punter more ready than Turk is. Uh, I, I'm, wanting, I'm wanting to cut Turk loose. I'm wanting you guys to see oh, this guy punt. We watch him I, I, I want him. I, I want him just to see, you, to see this guy punt. I, I've never been around anything like it. Hey. I love watching him in pregame. I don't want to see him during the game, Kev. <laughs> I don't want to see him on the field at you got all. Me. You know me. You're all right. You're all right. Hey, uh, I want to circle back because we talked about Marvin Mims. You touched on Drake Stoops. Um, but let's go a little bit more in depth. Obviously, it knows the story. Coach's kid got a scholarship last couple of years, so it's great to see. Where have you really seen his development, his growth in Drake Stoops? His route running uh, because – you're, you're uh, talking about Drake, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, his, his route running, and he's always been a good route runner. But um, you know, if, if you're not a if you're not an elite speed guy and, and have the ability to run away from people, then uh, you've got to be able to win by running by running routes, and, right. and that's what he does. He he knows coverages, uh, he knows the ins and outs, he knows how to create space, uh, he knows how to win with leverage, he knows how to set people up. Um, you know, he just he's he's really really good. He does a, a really good job of that. All right, so coach, we let you go. We give the fans the final question: Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Kale Gundy. Very simple. What's your favorite memory at the Cotton Bowl? That 1993 run was pretty sweet, but had a lot of success as a coach. Turns out he couldn't feel a thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, You know, I I would say my favorite memories are just as a kid growing up watching this game on TV. Um, You know. You know, back then, and when you grew up as a kid, when you're my age, you only had one TV in the house, um, you know, and that was in the living room. And so, you know, my mom was in there, my dad was in there, my sister, my brother, and myself, and and just the big games. And growing up in the state of Oklahoma, in, in Oklahoma football, the biggest thing in this state, um, every single year, uh, just just those memories, just the memories of, of Coach Switzer and his football teams and, and the offense and, uh, you know, the great Texas football teams. Um, to me, those are the best memories that I served. Again, I've had a lot of success, uh, obviously, as a player and, and more success as a coach, a lot of those great memories. But I would say for, for myself, it was with my family. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll welcome everyone back. It'll be a packed house on Saturday. Can't wait, Kale. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck. We'll see you Saturday. Sounds good, boys. Put your sunscreen on. It's going to be hot. I get sunburned at that game every year. Every year. All right, when we come back, we'll (sighs) talk defensive line and defense with Calvin Thibodeau inside the coach's corner. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino, still the one. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery 
to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee. Family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Finally, we get to welcome Calvin Thibodeau inside the Coach's Corner. We've missed you so far this year, Coach, as we get set for OU Texas. How you feel about where this team is, specifically your D-line heading into Texas? Man, I, I'm excited. Uh, we, we just got off the field, and the guys have put another day of good work in. So just excited about the opportunity, uh, another opportunity for us to continue to improve and, and go after our goals. You know, we, we talk about this a lot, and Coach Grinch has talked about a lot. You and I, Gabe, have talked about it a lot. The importance of practice. It kind of came under scrutiny this week with what Coach Grinch said after the game on Saturday. How do you feel about that focus? Have you seen it where you want it this week in preparing for Texas? Yeah, it, you know, in a game like this, it, it doesn't take much, man. Everybody knows what's at stake. And, uh, you know, the guys have, you know, took it personally and, and responded and uh, really, really been uh, pleased with what we've seen on the practice field. Tibbs, looking back, at last week against Kansas State, uh, a little bit of a different game plan than maybe what, certainly what I expected from them with how much they just dropped back and threw it. With Skylar Thompson, how do you feel your guys responded to the way that K-State played that football game offensively? Yeah, they, they, they did some pretty good things. I, I think it was a, a combination of things, but at the end of the day, man, I I know that, that we can perform at a higher level than that, and, and they all know that, and you know, we got high expectations for the for the group. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, we found a way to win. And, you know, you, you, you applaud the guys for that. But understand, we got a standard we got to play to. And, you know, so far this week, they've, they've, they've practiced their butts off. I still thought Benito was going to get there. <laughs> I, he had the train in front of him, oh, but he, maybe he should have. He hit the 50, and I said, that kid's <laughs> got no chance that, to get that, there. That, that check engine light came on, man. So, uh, I think he was trying to get the ball to Bowman, too, maybe. To see he should have. He should have. He would have scored. He would have scored. <laughs> but with that in mind, it, uh, Reggie Grimes got in, got the fumble. This team has already recovered more fumbles through five games than it did in all of, what, 19 and 20. What have you seen has really helped lead to that? Because it's a lot of your guys that are getting in there and hammering it out. Yeah, I think it's a point of emphasis from our, our, our leader on defense, Coach Grinch. He really emphasizes it, and it means uh, so much to the players. I think when you see guys that are recovering fumble, that means that they're playing hard. That means that they're straining to the football. And usually, if you're straining to the football, you, you're going to be around it enough to where when it's loose, you're going to find it. Looking at Deuce Vaughn last week, and now B. John Robinson this week. Two of probably the top five, at worst top ten, most elusive guys in all of college football. H how difficult is it to practice for a guy like that? Because you, you look at it like you, you want to be physical in practice, but you're in the middle of the season now. You, you want to be smart when it comes to tackling those types of things. How, how do you prepare for guys that are, are just that elusive? You know, when, when you turn on the tape, uh, you know, I'm five from Texas. He's he's kind of in a class of his own. You know, that's, that's, I've, I've watched, you know, this is year six here. There's only been a couple guys that make me sit up when I watch them. And uh, he's certainly one of them. You know, last time I did that, I think uh, we was playing Georgia and they had two real backs, you know, one that went in the first round and, and Chubbs led the league in rushing. I mean, he's a, he's a special back. And uh, we, we got our work cut out for us. We, we, we got to, you know, it's, 
the game will be won in the trenches, and 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 we we got to play on their side of the line of scrimmage, and uh, we got to embrace that challenge, man. He's a special back. You got to want to tackle. Uh, he he breaks a lot of tackles. He has great balance, great vision, uh, great feet, uh, great jump cutter. And like I said, I mean, when you watch the tape, I mean, he's a special back. I, I mean, he's in a class of his own. What's the challenge of emulating something like that in practice, Coach? Uh, you know, I, you know. Uh, you know, we, we've got some backs that have been doing a pretty good job and giving us great looks. I, I don't know if you can emulate that, but, right. but I think, uh, you know, our, our guys have done a great job. And, you know, practice is always a challenge. So um, they've done a pretty good job just over, just overemphasizing tackling and wrapping up. You know, I think that's big. You know, in a game like this, you want to make sure that, you know, don't take anything for granted, man. The fundamentals, man. Make sure you're wrapping guys up and running your feet. And, and when you tackle, man, that, that you're not going backwards, that that, that person's going backwards. So one of the easiest ways to not let Bijan get going is to live in the backfield. Absolutely. You know, create chaos in the backfield like you guys have done so many times over the, uh, over the last couple of years. How important is that penetration? How important is winning that battle at the line of scrimmage when they're trying to run the football with Bijan Robinson? Uh, it's, it's everything. You know, we, you know we're, you're, you're wrong as a defensive lineman if you're – you know, not in the backfield or stuck on a block. And, uh, you know, we, we, we want this guy to be jump cutting in the backfield, not not on the line of scrimmage. So it's critical that, that, that we're getting vertical penetration and, and, and making it hard for plays to get started. Tibbs, it's interesting because I, I think you've said this, a frustrating day tackling-wise last week against Kansas State. In a roundabout way, is it maybe a good thing to be able to have that coaching point heading into a weekend where every weekend is important to tackle, but come away with a win, but yet these guys know that's an area where they need to be better? Uh, no question. I, I think that the game is it's almost perfect time, you know, because you win, and, and, when, and anytime you win a ball game, you still can coach these guys really hard. And it's, it's always easy to coach after, coach harder after win. So to, to you know, have the guys – you know, on edge and be able to bark at them and get them ready to go play, man. I, it couldn't have been perfect timing. You know, I, I kind of like the move. We, we feel like we got something to prove. And, you know, we feel like, uh, you know, there's a chippiness, there's an edge to us. And I think that it's perfect timing. You know, you, you come out of that one and you're patting yourself on the back and thinking you arrived, you know, and then you go into this one, you know. Um, maybe you feel a different way. But, you know, we, we've got their attention as coaches. Uh, they believe in the message in the room. And uh, they're, they're excited to respond. We've kind of gone the, the opposite of what we normally do. Usually we talk about your guys in this segment, and we'll talk about Texas or the opponent in the final <laughs> segment. So we'll spend some time talking about Perion and Isaiah and those guys in our second segment. But before we wrap up, let's focus one more guy, put him in the spotlight here for Texas. Casey Thompson, Oklahoma kid. Seems like they've found a little bit of a different level since they put him in at quarterback. You know, he's talented. You know, uh, he he can throw the ball, man. Uh, you know, he can make every throw, and and then he's athletic enough to keep plays alive. You know, um, you know when he's scrambling, he can scramble. You know, you, he had a you know forty yard, forty yard, fifty yard run against uh, TCU, but but when he's scrambling, he's still looking downfield, so he's dangerous. So um, he's definitely got the command of that team. You could just see it on tape, and it's a big challenge for us. All right, Orthodontics exclusively wraps up our first segment with Eichard's Intel. Gabe, what are we looking at from the K-State game? This is something that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but as a former offensive lineman, it stands out to me. They're going slide protection mm-hmm. here. Isaiah Coe is being double teamed. Yeah. He removes 76 <laughs> from his person, Hell yeah. beats 69, pressures Skylar Thompson, forces an incompletion, 
it doesn't seem like much, but this is first and 10. Mm -hmm. Now it's second and 10 instead of Skylar Thompson throwing a completion there and making it second and six. Those are the type of effort plays that matter in big games. Tibbs, you got to be you got to be really happy seeing that from '94. Oh no, no question. I've been I've been pleased with him this season. You know, it seemed like he's found the ball or, or did something positive in pretty much every game, and uh, he's been a great addition to the team, to the room, and uh, he's a guy that continues to get better and better. So uh, I'm glad he's a part of this uh, uh, this defense, and uh, man, I, I just look for more and more from him as the season goes. I met his dad last week. Awesome dude. Are we? Um, are we knowing about his 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 availability? I know he was in a tent with a would look to be a lower extremity injury. What are we seeing from? Uh, are we going to get to see Isaiah this weekend? Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, he, he's he's grinding it out, and uh, that's the plan. So we we got to go scrap up and, and, and go get it on you. You don't want to miss this one. No, no, so, not at all. Sounds like he needs some of that stuff that Kale was using. <laughs> 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 like horse rubs or something earlier. All right, hey, quick break. When we come back, let's talk about that defensive line room with Calvin Thibodeau inside the coach's corner. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game. And are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Sooners twist up front. He has time. Lob toward the end zone. It's intercepted. Trey Brown. You cannot hitch the wagon. Oklahoma wins in four overtimes. I was exhausted just doing sideline reports in that game, Tibbs. Boy. I can't even imagine what it was like to coach in that last year. Boy, boy, it was a it was a roller coaster, man. You you were drenched, man. Like I almost <laughs> felt like I was about to crap up out there, but uh, man, it, it was worth it in the end. I tell you that much. And in the end, the Sooners won in four overtimes. Now we go back full capacity. You were in these as a player. It's it's exciting whenever you see that half crimson, half burnt orange. You know. For some of your guys who haven't experienced it yet with a full capacity, is it a conversation you have with them or you just let them experience it? You, you touch on it, but 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 ball is still played on, on that grass field. But I, I, I just told them you thought you experienced it, uh, uh, you know, OU Texas last year. And I think, you know, you can amp that up, you know, by, by tenfold. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that, that'll be the experience that you have this year. So they're excited. Obviously, this is a big game and – it's OU Texas. You have to have your big-time players make plays in this game. What's kind of the conversation? What are the conversations you're having with Perrion Winfrey before this game? Kind of quiet against Kansas State from a production standpoint. So what's kind of the message to Perrion heading into this big one? Just just be a finisher. Uh, you know, be a finisher. Don't, don't put too much on yourself. Uh, you know, run our defense. Uh, play, play with, with – with, unbelievable effort, you know, strain, 
and be a finisher, you know, be a finisher, find the ball. You know, if you're finishing plays, good things are going to happen. Um, I, I showed him the game last year in which he played, and, man, you know, he, he finished a lot of plays and, you know, was really happy. You just noticed his, his enthusiasm, his energy. Um, it, it was big for us. And, uh, you know, I you know, showed him, you know, played 50-plus snaps in that game. And, and for a big guy, that's hard to do. So, I mean, just, just be yourself, man. Um, at the end of the day, finish plays. Play with a scream, you know, enthusiasm, and and, and 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 let the chips fall where they may. But he's excited. He, he's, you know, the only 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 way you fix stuff is by, you know, putting your head down and working your butt off in practice. And, and, and to his credit, he's done that. We talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and honestly, it was the first time that I'd had a chance to interview him. He's a good kid. Like he's he, he's fun. He sat down and grabbed a seat in the post game and was just talking for a while. For him, is he? A student of the game, or is it something to where you know you got to push him a little bit on that front because he seems like he's grown in that area? Oh yeah, he 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 is. Uh, he he likes to you know he likes to be able to tell me things about things, games that he's watched, whether it's the <laughs> NFL, whether it's college. Uh, you know, he's always asking me about protections. He's always asking me about different pass rush moves, uh, different schemes. So he studies it, and uh, you know he's always watching it in his spare time, and you know he wants to be great. That's awesome. Obviously, you guys take the approach of focusing on yourselves heading into a game, but clearly you're studying the opponent closely. What have you seen from this Texas offensive line, right? They have uh, Okafor, the left guard, goes down last week. they got to shuffle some pieces around. You've got limited snaps of seeing the group that you're going to see on Saturday play together. What what kind of challenge does that that present, not seeing a bunch of snaps of the unit that you guys are going to see on Saturday? Well, uh, you know, you look at the schemes that they're running and, and, and you look at the style of play that they're running. Hey, they're doing a great job. They're winning the line uh, of scrimmage up, up front. They've been able to run the ball well, uh, particularly in these last two games. Uh, they pretty much ran the ball well in every game. But but when you look up and see, you know, rush totals over 260 and 300-plus yards, that grabs your attention. So uh, they're winning the battle up front. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for us. Watching some of the highlights. You know, we talked about Casey Thompson a little bit, too. They, they get the ball out quick, and, Coach, we've seen teams do that against Oklahoma the last few weeks. Is, is that frustrating for your guys, for your pass rushers, when you have guys that are getting the ball out so quick, almost doesn't even really get you a chance to get after them? Right. There, there, there's ways to still affect the quarterback. You know, get your hands up in the throwing lane, collapse the pocket, move guys off their spots. You know, sometimes, you know, you know that stuff doesn't show up in the statistics, but you still have to be able to affect the quarterback and uh, – that certainly is the plan going into the game. Hmm. Can't wait. All right. We mentioned talking about some of your guys. Gabe brought up Perry on Winfrey, but just in general, Coach, this defensive line room, strength of this football team, you and Coach Kane working together. Uh, is there still a decision-making process where you want a, a guy inside as opposed to outside? I mean, we joked about this with Dennis Simmons last week, but what's that like between you and, and, and Coach Kane trying to decide who's in your room and who's in his room and how that plays out. Yeah, we, 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 we want to put the best guys out there and, and, and let them go hunt. And, uh, you know, whichever guy we think, you know, gives us the best chance to get to that passer or, you know, live in that backfield, that, that, those are the guys we want to have out there. You know, I think you, you kind of caught a snippet of, of what, you know, we could be, you know, um, you know and what we were striving to be uh, in that Nebraska game where, you know, pretty much, you know, every guy that, that played, you know, had a tackle for loss or had some type of play, you know, and it was multiple guys. We, we want to do it in numbers through our rotation, uh, whether it was Perion, whether it was Josh Ellison, uh, Isaiah Cole, uh, Corey Robeson, 
you know, these guys, they, they're, they're making plays. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have these guys, man. Uh, and they're unselfish. You know, we, we play, you know, six guys consistently and, and they're unselfish. They're pulling for each other. And that's what you need as a team. And uh, really, really proud of these guys. And, you know, we, we want to do it with our numbers. We want to continue to rotate guys. And, uh, you know, when it's time to close, I, I know who I want to have out there. But, <laughs> you know, we, we want to keep guys fresh. And I think when you keep the big guys fresh, you avoid injuries. You avoid the, you know, mental mistakes. So, you know, that that's the plan. Josh Ellison uh, appears to be getting more snaps for you, Tibbs. What have you seen from big number 90? Uh, how has he progressed so far this season? I think he's playing more confident. I think he's more sure of himself. He knows the defense, and, um, you know, he's been able to get off some blocks. Uh, he does a great job running our stunts, and I just think he's a little bit more confident this year, and I, I've been pleased with him and uh, just keep challenging him to, 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 to do more. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's excited about that challenge. He loves to play. Um, I thought he did some good things in this game last year. Um, you know, this is kind of when, you know, that trust really grew. You know, I think he ended up playing like 35, 40 snaps, and for a big guy, you know, particularly in this game, um, you know, it showed me that I trusted him. So um, really, really looking forward to seeing what he does this Saturday. Is, is this as much depth as you feel like you've had in this interior? Or maybe the term might be do, trusted depth, guys that you're not afraid to put in games? I would say so, just from the standpoint of, you know, playing six guys. I, I've, I've never really done that, you know, inside. But it's, it's guys that you trust. Um, it's guys that, that, that aren't just trying to run the call but trying to find the ball. And that's encouraging. And, 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 you know, in any game, I think the situation kind of dictates the rotation. But the, these guys, man, they work hard. And, you know, I want everybody to have a role. Don't just run the call, find the ball. I think we got a T-shirt, all right? <laughs> I think we got a T-shirt there. Hey, I, I want to ask you about one more guy, and then we'll get to our Twitter question for you. Jordan Kelly, I know he's been a little bit dinged up. I, I assume he's in that, that group of six because there's been some moments over the last few years where he's flashed. What more do you need to see from the union? Uh, just, just you know, he, he kind of got off to a tough deal. You know, he uh, I think he had COVID the first mm-hmm. uh, first week. And, you know, he I think uh, before the Western Carolina game, he practiced one day and I still played him. So he's kind of getting his foot uh uh, this footing back on on track, but I expect for him to you know expect to see him a bunch, and uh, you know he's worked his butt off, and I I think he's knocked off that rust, and he's ready to go play big for us. I like him. I can't wait to see it. All right, fans, get the last question for Coach Thibodeau. The Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question is a very simple one. Calvin Thibodeau, what is your favorite memory at the Cotton Bowl for OU Texas? Uh, Got a lot of them. Yeah, um, I thought last year was huge, man. You know we you know. Uh, you know, just in everything that we were going through with the COVID, uh, we were one and two. We're looking to find ourselves, and you look up. It's a four overtime game, and guys just kept fighting. I mean, some <laughs> of that stuff was self inflicted. Uh, but you probably shouldn't have gone to overtime. <laughs> no, I mean, but when I looked at these guys' faces on the sideline, and I seen like they didn't panic. Um, they, they, they. Hey, let's go play another one. And uh, man, I was just really incredibly proud of these guys. Uh, and it flipped the whole season. It showed that, hey, we were asking for these guys to finish four quarters, and they didn't even realize that they had four overtimes in them. And I think from that moment, from that moment we were able to draw from that game, and, and, and we realized what we had inside of us, and we, you know, we were able to get rolling. So uh, that, that was a big moment for me. That was a, I, I'll always remember that game. And, 
You know, I was just so proud of those guys, man. I think, you know, I know you're supposed to have masks on, but in that locker room after that game, it was crazy, man. <laughs> it was awesome to be there. Tibbs, we always appreciate your time. Great to finally get you on the Coach's Corner this year. Good luck on Saturday. Uh, thank you. There he is, Calvin Thibodeau. We'll come back and wrap up the Coach's Corner next, presented by Riverwind Casino. Sooner fans, be sure to check out Soonersports.com for your chance to win Red River Showdown football tickets from Love's Travel Stops, Riverwind Casino, and Homeland. Final couple minutes here of Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Oklahoma, Texas this Saturday. One second. Oh. One what? second. Oh. We just, they wouldn't let me do it earlier. But oh, okay. Feels right. There. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, no changing it. Better. No changing it. That's better. Two teams oh, gosh, battling. that look better? <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. teams battling for Big 12 supremacy. Here's what the standings look like right now in the Big 12 after a couple of weeks of conference play. Oklahoma sitting atop at 2-0, 5-0 overall. Nice start for Oklahoma State, who's creeped into the top 20, but found the formula. Texas Run is, the rock with Jalen Warren. Texas is there, too. There's a chance these two teams can meet again in December. Don't sleep on that Iowa State team at 1-1. One and one. And It's a fairly quiet weekend in the Big 12. Only three games as we take a quick look at the schedule here. The TV side of things. Oklahoma and Texas, the big game. West Virginia, Baylor, and suddenly the resurgent Texas Tech Red Raiders take on TCU the on primetime. one Texas Tech Red Raiders. What and, a huge win for them last weekend in Morgan. And Morgan gave Town. up 70 to Texas. All right, Gabe, we got 30 seconds left. What's a key you're looking for on Saturday for an Oklahoma victory? I really think Oklahoma needs to play play well along the defensive line. Uh, Texas is using a different offensive line lineup because of some injuries. They got to win that battle. And if OU's defensive line can control things, I think that puts Oklahoma in a great position to win this football game. I like that. That's a good look. Well done on your part. Horns down for life, <laughs> Plank. It'll be fun on Saturday, 11 a.m. Oklahoma and Texas. For Gabe Bikert, for Whit Viney, our producer, I'm Chris Plank. We'll see you next week in the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Riverwind Casino Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.